Lord. Pastor Moore's coming. Everybody say, Lord, bless him. Jump on him, Jesus. Make him alive in the Holy Ghost in fire. Praise the Lord, in church. Jesus Isn't it great name. to be here on this Wednesday yes. night? Uh, give glory and praise and honor to none other but the Lord. He moves in this house to, to minister unto us. Thank God and appreciate you that helped create an atmosphere for the presence of the Lord to unveil himself and reveal himself unto us. For that's what this is all about when we come together to worship him, even on Wednesday nights like this. Appreciate each one of you. I know it can be a little hectic, a little busy and wave heavy man to come on Wednesday night but uh, I never take it for granted that you take the time to come and be in service with us. Got your Bibles turned with us Psalms 111 and 10. I'll try to stay with the same verse tonight. I won't do like I did last week. Mess some of you up. Praise God. We just see if you're going along with us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. It is good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight. Ushers, don't forget to shut the back doors. I don't want to watch the activity out yonder. Y'all can, but I'm not. Praise God. So we're going to just pull them to a little bit, leave enough of the air to work. But Psalms 111 to 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And good understanding have all, not some, not part, but all. Amen. They that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. Notice it didn't say hear them, it said to do them. We're not a people that just want to hear the voice of God, we want to obey it. We're not a people that just want to talk about the commandments and the statues and principles, but we want to do them. Amen. We want to respond to them. We want to be faithful to them. It's, it's one thing to hear it, quite another to do it. Man, don't you love it when you tell your children to do something, they act like they didn't hear you? <laughs> Amen. You tell them about three times and they still hadn't done it. And then they wonder why you get up so upset. Praise God. It's a wonder God don't blow a few fuses, isn't it? Hallelujah. Praise God. But uh, he wants us to do it. I know there's a lot of people in the world that we're living. Amen. There's some that even say they have done it. They said we cast out devils in your name. We feel the sick in your name. But he said, I never knew you. <laughs> Amen. I want him to know me. How about you? I want to know him. I want to know his voice. I want to know his presence. I want to know his truth. We're not in this to please man. Not in this, amen, to just walk with way man wants to and traditions. But we want to line up to the word of God. We want to do what the word of God's instructing us. I don't care what technology and what modern day we're in. Thank God we're walking after something that's forever settled in the heavens. We're walking with something, amen, that we don't have to worry about the judgment day. We don't have to worry about death. We don't have to worry about all the reports of everybody else. Amen. We we know who's going to be the winners. We know who's going to be on the other side. We've already tasted of the kingdom. We're walking in the kingdom. We're representations of the kingdom. We're the spiritual epistles that God's called us to be. So we don't have nothing to be nervous about. We don't have nothing to be down and depressed about. We're going to be winners either way. Hallelujah. God's on our side. If God's for us, who can be against us? Why in the world should I be depressed on the Wednesday night or down and out or drive the drags? Amen. When my God, my author's not only an author, but he's a finisher. I'm going to become a finisher. 
finished product of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to become a finished product of the blood of the Lamb. I'm going to become a finished product of the potter's wheel. Because I'm just a clay, but he's the potter. I'm going to yield myself to the potter's hand and the potter's wheel. I'm going to become a vessel of honor. That's a done deal. Praise God. Praise God. The devil can do all he can to try to deceive and lie and shoot fiery darts. But thank God for the shield. But the Bible said quenches all of those fiery darts. Praise God. Praise God. So we definitely serve a mighty God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. And I'll let you be seated. I'm sorry. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The conclusion. That's when this is all said and done. That's when this is over with. Conclusion, it's over, it's finished. Now, some's going to be going by the grave, and it's going to be a done deal for them. There's no prayer, there's no worship, none of that's in the grave. Everything's got to be done prior to that. If you're waiting on the grave, if you're waiting on that moment and that time, that then you, the man upstairs is going to work it out. You're going to be one day too late. You're going to be one service too late. You're going to be one moment too late. Hallelujah. I don't want to be late. If anything, I want to be early and prepared and ready. In fact, the Word of God, and we're going to preach a little bit on that tonight. In fact, the earlier you seek Him, the better off you are. In fact, if you'll seek Him in your youth days and stay with Him, I'm here to tell you, amen, He'll bless you not only in the life to come, but in this life. He'll keep you and provide for you and do great mighty things for you. Amen. Surely I can do something in this kingdom. Hallelujah. With God on my side and the Holy Ghost working for me and the power of the cross and the preaching of the cross. There ain't no reason why I ought not be successful in living for God. So, conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. This is our duty. Praise God. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting to the place. Well, I'll move on. Let you be seated. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. All the works are going to be brought into judgment. All the secret things. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. All these that profess and confess that God's with them. We're going to find out. Hmm. Both good and evil. Where'd it come from? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. So thankful for your people that's here tonight. They come to hear your word. They come to worship and magnify and exalt you. They come to feel after your touch and your presence into our lives. Help us on this Wednesday night, God, to obey the Holy Ghost, to give ourselves unto the anointing and the touch of God. Lord, you know we can't do this by ourselves. we got to have your presence and your anointing upon us. And that's what we pray for in this house tonight. Help us, God, as you anoint our minds and loose our tongue and anoint and open the ears of the heart up and God your work will be done in this place to bring this church God into the spiritual plateau that you desire to be on this Wednesday night I promise you all the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you and to you along as the Lord of our lives and the Savior of our souls in Jesus name we pray Lord bless you and you may be seated praise God praise God we're still talking about a healthy fear I don't know how long I'm going to be on this 
And I know I'm tying it in with the glory. I'm tying it in with wisdom, knowledge, and all of it works together. But I'm telling you, we need an old-fashioned of healthy fear of God. A healthy fear that's above everything else. That we fear God above every other fear there is. I realize we're living in a time, amen, that for one reason or another, some brings the government, some brings this one, some brings that one. But I'm telling you, the fear tactics trying to get across our lands. They're going to try to tell us, they're going to try to come up with ideas and, and ways. Of, but you know what? We don't have nothing to fear. We already, the world, the one that's going to hold us up through all our tomorrows. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. He's already got tomorrow. In fact, he's got next week, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, a hundred years from now, he's got it. It doesn't matter if I'm in the grave, amen, or in this body. Amen. When that moment, that quick eye, when it happens, we know we're going to be caught away and taken out of this world. There's an inheritance that's laying up in the heavens. I don't have to worry about no sick tongue. I don't have to worry about no sick lawyer. I don't have to worry about even the devil himself. There's a promise, amen, in God and the salvation of Jesus Christ. It's a sure deal. I know we put a little hesitance on that last part, won't we? Because we're scared of that bunch out there, the tall one saved, always saved. Disobedient children's not going to make it. Rebellious kids are not going to make it. <laughs> Praise God. Those that said they knew him but didn't, amen. The unwise, the five foolish are not going to make it. I want to be a part of them that was wise. They had some oil in the vessel. I'm here to get some more oil in the vessel. How about you? It may be Wednesday night and it may be the middle of the week, but I'm here to get some oil in the vessel. I'm here to help somebody else get some oil. I'm here to help somebody else make sure that they can make the journey. I'm here to encourage somebody else to say, you know what? We're not going to go weary and well doing. If I'm going to go weary in anything, it's sinning. It's walking in life in the ways of the world. I'm going to get sick and tired of that mess. That's what we ought to be doing. Still having an attitude and a spirit, amen. Why we got to live this way. I'm sorry. Some things I don't quite, well, I'll never get. I had a person tell me one time. You can fill in the blank. Well, if you men had to wear this long stuff, you wouldn't, you wouldn't preach it. I don't want that kind of spirit. I don't want that kind of attitude. No. In fact, I find a lot of comfort and assurance in this and this lifestyle. Both on the outside as well as on the inside. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not depending on my bank account to get me out of here. I'm glad that God didn't tell me I had to have so much silver and so much gold laid up and stocked up somewhere. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I touch another nerve. Amen. I'm glad God didn't tell me I have so many CDs or so many letters behind my name. Hallelujah. But what I've got to do is believe in him. Hallelujah. Put my trust in him and follow the plan of salvation of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We're not led by the lust of our eyes, by the pride of life, or the lust of the flesh. We're led by the Spirit of God. That's greater than anything this world's got to offer us. 
So as we, we watch this unfold here tonight, Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter. It's a time again of Moses' writings to the Israelite people. They're going into the promised land. But here in this fourth chapter, he's going to write it to them to help them to understand what they're going there for. They wasn't going there just to enjoy the, the, the vineyards and the big houses that was built for them that they didn't build. No. Amen. They was going there as a testimony of who he was. A witnessing of this God. Because they was going into a land that was full of idolatry. They was going into a land that all they had really ever experienced of God. A man was hearing about his power. A man that he was working on their behalf. Destroying kings before they ever come across that Jordan River. A man. So now watch this. In this fourth chapter of, of, of Moses' writings. He says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statues, unto the judgments, which I teach you for, to, to do them, that he may live and go in to possess the lands which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. He shall not add unto the words which I command ye, neither shall he diminish aught from it, that he may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. God, you done seen it with your own eyes. You saw the outcome. You saw the results of it. Amen. You know what? We see the results. And that's one thing that still blows my mind tonight. And I don't mean to be offensive here. But anybody with any sense whatsoever can just look around and see where the drugs lead people. Hallelujah. And what the results are. Why in the world would I want to go down that pathway? Why in the world would I want to tap into something like that? I'm not trying to be cruel or judgmental with that. I'm just telling you, amen, we're not walking into it in ignorance or in blindness. We see one after the other. Amen. It winds up a shipwreck. We see one right after another. Can't handle it. You can't handle sin. You can't handle the lust of the flesh. You can't handle playing the games of the world. You can't eat at the devil's table and God's table. You can't make provision for the flesh and conquer the flesh at the same time, sweetheart. There's a purpose and a reason for this because if there's ever been a generation upon this earth, amen, this is a generation that needs to rise up to walk in goodness and righteousness and uprightness and keep the commandments of God and let this world know there is a better way. There is a better life and it's got greater joys than what you got. It's got greater peace than what you I believe, Hebrews. I believe we got the better end of the deal. I believe we got the best deal that's going to happen on the earth. When you drop down to the sixth verse, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. This is going to show how smart you are. It's going to show how wise you are. And not only your wisdom, your understanding and the sight of the nations. They're going to watch you coming in. They're going to behold you. They're going to be astounded by you. Oh, their leadership and their demonical forces are going to try to war against you. But yet, with the report of Rahab, a man in the city of Jericho, the message is real clear. Their hearts are melting. 
Amen. They don't have the, the courage, amen, to really stand against you. We've already heard what you've done to the two kings prior to Jordan. We've done heard, amen, that the Jordan River has opened itself up. We already heard what's going to be the outcome. It's, it's astounding to me sometimes that we got worldly people that's got more faith in God and the outcome. And they'll even try to encourage you, don't give up. Just keep up the fight. Keep on marching. It's worth it. Hallelujah. There's going to be a great reward. Hallelujah. There's ever been a time that we need to understand who we're living for and what's waiting up in the inheritance. You talk about wisdom. You talk about understanding. Understanding our times. Understanding who we are and who we're representing. And so this is, this is the call that's given to them. Which shall hear all these statues and say, surely, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Don't you ever apologize for your godly apparel. Don't ever be ashamed. Men of your good, decent, godly haircuts. And we don't need designs in them. We don't need numbers of so-called heroes in it. We don't need a design of a, whatever it might be. I'll be careful there. We don't follow the styles of the world. If anybody ought to be impressing anybody, it's us impressing them. If anybody ought to be influencing anybody, it ought to be us influencing them. It ought to be us persuading them when we go out in the highways and the byways. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. Our witnessing won't be too good if we act like a deal pickle all the time. If we're always mumbling and grumbling and complaining about every little event in life and what's going on around us. Hey, Hallelujah. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost tonight, it's a time to get your foot on that spirit and put your foot in his mouth and choke it out of your life because it's robbing you. And there could be a day when it robbed you of eternity. Don't go there. Well, preacher, you don't know. I don't have no glorified flesh. Nobody else in this house got a glorified flesh. Jesus Christ didn't have it either. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, buddy, we can make it. We can make it by the hand of God, the touch of God. We can be the witnessing and the testimony God's called us out to be. This is the whole goal, amen, of what this nation was called to do. And listen to what Moses is telling them. And you can be seated. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Don't pay no attention to them stares they give you. You could pull a lot of their ancestors back about 50 or 60 years and they'd be shocked. They look more like us than they do them. You could pull out some of their grandmas and grandpas out of the grave and have them walk up beside them. They'd look at them like, what are y'all doing? Got into a little encounter this week. <laughs> I won't call names. I won't do it. But somebody approached me and asked me about the situation going on with a certain movement. And asked me about somebody that's in that movement. And I informed them of the situation that he was dealing with. 
and what was going on there. And it blew their mind. But I didn't stop there. I informed them. I said, hey, what we need to do, and because I simply asked them. I said, I want to ask you a question because I want to know. Does a preacher have a vote? No. I said, that's your first problem right there. I said, whenever you quit, to not let the preacher be the one that rules and you're in trouble. Because it's never intended for the pews, amen, to dictate and control the church. I said, if you'll read the book of Jude, you'll find out that nobody gets out of, out of judgment. It came to the angels, it came to the Israelites, and it's going to come to the church and it's going to come to our age. If there's ever been a time, you need to stand your ground, amen, and make sure you know what? We know who we're serving and we know how to serve him. And we're not ashamed to do it. I knew we're ashamed. Amen. We got to get to that point. I'm not even ashamed to die for it. We got to do it, church. I'd come out too. At whatever cost, I'd come out of there. It's an abomination. I said, it's in the book. And I told him, I said, nobody can change it. It's forever settled in the heavens. And nobody has the power or the authority to change it. Technology in modern times don't change it. You ideas and opinions. I don't care whose mama's doing it. I don't care whose daddy's doing it. I don't care whose son's doing it. I don't care whose daughter's doing it. But I'm going to tell you something. Because they were, was unwilling to get on the right foundation. And stay with what revelation they had. And increase with that. Hey man, you don't have any choice but go the other way. And we're watching the testing times and the trying times one after one they're coming down they're tearing down and guess what Pentecostals it's coming our way too it's coming to the apostolic church we're only about 50 years behind them if that long any longer and so you better get it in your heart you better get it in your spirit you better get it in your mind I'm going to love the commandments I'm going to love the statues I'm going to love the principles I'm going to love separating I'm going to love getting out from on them and touching not the unclean Why? You and I are spiritual epistles of his kingdom. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. The shame cabs asked me Monday or Tuesday on what days, what you going to preach Wednesday night? <laughs> I told him, well, I'm going to preach about salt and preach about light and we'll preach about glory. <laughs> We're the light of the world, folks. When the world have shame on us when the world has more influence on us than we do them. But this is the reason he's going to send the earth of lights in them. And this is what Moses is telling them. That when you go over there, this is what they're going to say. Amen. For what nation is there so great? What church is so great on the face of the earth than the apostolic Holy Ghost field church that chases devils, that prays for the sick and they're healed, that sees miracles and wonders and signs and the operation of the power of God. We still believe in the miracles. We still believe in miracles. We still believe in you must be born again of the water of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking at times where the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. 
For what nation there is so great, who hath God so nigh unto them? As the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him far. He's in all things. You know, how many of us still believe that God make a way where there seemeth to be no way? Now, the real test of that is, is in our prayers. It's in our prayers. And it looks like this door's closing, that door's closing, this opportunity's closing. You just keep on. God, you're going to make a way. I'm not going to back off. I'm going to hold you to it, God. Could it be that God's waiting on some of us get enough gumption, enough backbone about us, enough faith about us that believes that God, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. It's in your book. I'm, I'm washed in your blood. I'm buried carrying your name. I've been sealed by your spirit. I'm not praying out of lust. I'm not praying out for the glory of my own name. I'm praying amen for the glory of Jesus Christ. I'm praying for the Shekinah glory and the divine presence of God to know. I'm praying amen because everybody don't have to wind up lost because the devil don't always have to to win. Carnality don't always have to win. It don't always have to fall apart. Oh yeah, y'all can listen to the statistics and they'll tell you, you know, what's the percentage of marriages getting divorced? 65, 70? We don't listen to all that. We don't let that determine what our outcome is going to be. And I know that's a, that's a, that's a that, you know, we don't want to hear that in here. You can be seated. I know what it is to be smoking them Marlboros. I know what it is to be addicted to them. I know what it is to throw them out the window not one, but two and three and four and five times. But until God stepped in and took them. So tonight... I'm going to do everything in my power. If any of these little boys or girls this day and time, amen, want to act like them, I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't buy them no candy cigarette. I wouldn't let them suck on a pencil like they're smoking one. Now you do with all that what you want to. But I'm telling you there's something. I don't want them to go down that road. I want to have a testimony. I never put a cigarette in my mouth. I never took a drink of the first drink. I don't know anything about alcohol. I don't know anything about drugs. I don't know anything about partying in the world. But I know how to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I know how to party at the church. I know there's a great church. There's a great place to go. And the world can't even touch it. Can't have dead church and dead services. And expect to hold them. Keep them. I believe in balance. Neither can we entertain them in a carnal way, in a carnal way. We can't adjust the lights. And they, they, they're doing it, and that's their business. I'm not, that's their business, whatever. <laughs> we can't get all these different types of instruments. In a manner, in a way that we don't know if we're in a joke joint or a church. I will tell you something. The methods of the world has never worked. And they're not going to ever work. The only thing that's really going to work is for old glory. Oh, glory is the only thing that's going to get us out of here. 
Oh, glory. He's the only thing that's going to give us revival. He texts me about those red heifers. Amen. A lot of people's worked up about the red heifers, and they ought to be. But I'm not worked up about the red heifers. I don't need the red heifers. I don't need a cleansing by the red heifers. Hallelujah. I'm all worked up about Jesus Christ. And if you and I were getting to get worked up about the red heifers, you know what we'd be doing? We'd be repenting, getting baptized in Jesus' name, and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what we would do. The red heifers not going to help none of us. Guess what? It's not going to help the Israelites either. It's not going to help them. Oh, that tabernacle's going to be built, and they're going to say, but who's going to sit up in that tabernacle? Not going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be that old Antichrist. So they get all the, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not beating that up. I'm just telling you, that's another event. Just saying, hey, time's coming, time's on us. It's time to be stirred. That's what I'm talking about. Peter said, amen, said, what, what, making our calling an election sure. God, I want to walk in the Holy Ghost every single day of my life. Every opportunity, I'm going to tell you something else God's been moving me on me about. Amen. There's a time to plant. There's a season to plant seeds. There is a season. There is a time. Oh, God, let me get in your time. Not in my time. It don't have to meet my, my, my judgment ship. It don't have to meet my ideas and my approval. But under the power of the Holy Ghost, I'd sow the seed. I'd plant the seed. I'd respond the way you want me to because you know what you're doing. I don't. So all of this hinges off a good, healthy fear of God. Let's listen. I may not go to all 20 verses here, but, but, but listen how he wrote, wrote to him. He says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. There's ever been a time that you need to save yourself from this untoward generation. It's now. You know what? I'd say it's a good thing that those churches are busting up. I'll preach it now. And I know it's going across the airways. But they're on the wrong foundation by the book. Not by my voice, but by the book. And so maybe it's going to take this to those that are honest and sincere that it will create such a stir. I could tell it, I could tell it in that when I was talking to. Man, they were left out of the blood, ran out of the face. Man, they was, you could tell them out on my. I said, you don't have to worry. Any time you step out for God, God will keep you. Any time you do what's right and head it in the right direction, hallelujah, God will always make a way. I'd quit worrying about the money. I'd quit worrying about this and that. I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd get in tune with God. I'd build a prayer life with Him. I'd build a fellowship with Him. Because God's going to be here when your money's not here. God's going to be here, amen, when you're a lunatic. Hey, I'm going somewhere. You just watch this. God will always keep us. God will always provide for us. God will always fight our battles. If we fight his battles. Guess what? He's going to fight our battles. We're not going down. The church is not going down. Technology's not going to eat the church up. The world's not going to eat the church up. The devil's not going to defeat the church. So he told him, he said, take you to the selves, keep thy soul diligent, lest thy forget the things which thy eyes have seen. Lest thy depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them to thy sons, to thy sons' sons. Especially the day 
If thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb. <laughs> tell it. You tell it. Don't forget that day. Amen. That those sins are rolled away. Don't forget the day that you went down in that watery grave. Don't forget the day, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the revelation of this gospel and truth began to bombard your mind and heart and spirit, captivate you, overwhelm you. <laughs> Amen. I, I know this doesn't happen real often. But I've heard Sister Ford herself say it, talking about seeing a light the same time she received the Holy Ghost. Amen. And everybody don't see that. And everybody, and that's, you don't have to see the light. Amen. But you got to speak in tongues. Spirit of God gives you understanding. That's, that's the evidence. That's the initial evidence. Amen. Whenever they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke in a heavenly language as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. And they come out of that upper room. I want to tell you something else. I believe there's some prophecy. You know what? We always just talk about tongues. But guess what else was tied to them? They prophesied. They prophesied about the Lord Jesus Christ. They confessed that He was the Messiah. They confessed that He was the Son of God. They confessed, Amen. This is my Lord. This is my Savior. Hallelujah. He's transformed my life. He's changed me. I'm a new creature now. I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. Things I once loved, I'm going to hate them now. Amen. All the Judean ways and the laws. Amen. They were just a schoolmaster leading me here. But they've been fulfilled in the man called Jesus Christ. I'm not going to look for another lamb. I'm not going to go look for another bullock. I find my salvation. I find my cleansing. I find my washing. I found my deliverance. I found the help that I've been looking for. I found the joy I've been looking for. I found the peace I've been looking for. Don't forget where he's brought us from. Just don't forget what he's pulled us from. And tonight, what has he kept us from? I can't believe y'all don't have a television for them little old babies to watch. The devil wasn't real successful that television with us. But it's a different ball game tonight, ain't it? Screen not near the same size. But man. <laughs> they almost like blood brothers, ain't they? <laughs> she said, come on. They almost like first cousins. They show a lot of resemblance there. And you know what? They after the same goal. They're after the same purpose. Amen. And that's to distract you. That's to pull you down a different road. That's to invite to bring something to your attention. Always, we always need to remember who brought the trees, who brought the tree, the attention of the tree to Eve. It was the serpent. It was the devil. There's a lot of things you wouldn't know nothing about. When we had, didn't have a television, we didn't know anything about all that. But today we know as much about the news. But we know as much about Facebook and our neighbors. 
We spend, let me ask you this, how much time do you spend in front of the computer? And one of the main arguments was, come on now, y'all want to, oh, hey. So what, what, what was one of the main arguments about television? It would rob you of your time. How much time you spend on the phone? How much time you spend on the computer? How much time you spend in the Bible? How much time? Now, if you're only in the Bible or the computer, that's one thing. If you're in the Bible or the phone, that's one thing. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm telling us is, uh, but the attractions of the world, our flesh is not glorified yet. Our flesh has not reached the place, amen, that take me tempted and tried. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the world's pulling. Trying to be ugly. But the church is likened to the nation of Israel. And whenever the nation of Israel went into that country, the Philistines, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, they were supposed to empower them and impact them. But it didn't happen, did it? Right, quite the opposite happened. Very often, it happened. And God would have to raise up to bring deliverance. And when that man would die, and that man, it wouldn't be no time, they'd go right back into it. I'm going to tell you something. This place right here. It's not called a pulpit just to be called a pulpit. I got some feathers ruffled up tonight. That's all right. You never pull anybody out of a bog that you got hooked to something that's bigger or stronger than what they got. Or you got to get anchored down. You've heard me talk about it. Taking that little Toyota truck pulling it over on the other side of that road and bogging it down. Anchoring, bogging it down so I can pull out a Ford truck that weighs quite a bit more than I am that's in the opposite ditch. But if I'm going to pull them out with that winch, hey man, a 6,000 pound winch, I got to get anchored down. I'm telling you what, you can't get anchored down doing everything under the sun except doing what you need to be doing for God and what we need to be doing to keep our souls settled and keep our souls anchored. They wouldn't be in as many isms and schisms and fussing and fighting and bad spirits and bad attitudes in the house of God because prayer is the only thing that keeps all of that under submission, supplication and, and submitting ourselves to God and having a fellowship and a relationship with God. And you can't do that fooling with everything else. Uh, a wholesome, a healthy fear of God. You don't have to fear me. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm just a man. I'm not going to pull out a gun and shoot nobody. If you don't pay tithes, I'm not going to come and knock on your door at, at, at midnight and get, who you call? Guido. Guido. I don't know who Guido is, but we're going to get him start working for us. I'm not going to do that. In fact, I'm going to do everything I can on this platform before, I'm going to do everything I can before I ask you to. Give you plenty of space, plenty of time. But if you don't, you don't leave me no choice. 
Oh, it's. <laughs> Why is this platform so important? Because everybody sitting in them chairs, both old and new, that everything on this platform agrees with what's in that pulpit. Well, maybe they don't, and maybe that's some of the problem. But there's some doctrines that's never changed. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. Two loves cannot rule and reign in our affairs and have our affections of our heart and the meditations of our mind. Really, what we go to bed with, that's what we come wake up with. Amen. It's about the Word of God. It's about God day in and day out. I'd rather be at the church than any other place I know. I'd rather be in the house of God than any other place I know. I'd rather have a good church service that killed the biggest buck deer in Mississippi. I'd rather have a good church service that catch the biggest bass in Mississippi. I'd rather, amen, be at the house of God and get the best car deal I could get. That's, that's. I won't, I won't finish those verses. Let's, let's move on. Unhealthy fear of God now. Not, not, not of me, but a healthy fear I believe this is the word of God. I believe you're going to have to give an account to it. I mean, you believe you're going to be judged. Your, your works and deeds are going to be judged out of this. How many of you believe that God's not going to deviate at all for nobody? No respect your person. Okay. And so, what, what I'm, I'm trying to... I want to, have a, I want to have a new fear of the word of God. As a minister, I'm responsible, amen, to preach this truth. And if people are not doing right and God reveals that, I'm responsible to tell them. And if I don't, I'm going to jeopardize my own soul. It's really not as hard to live for God Sometimes we make it out to be. I'll tell you what my problem is, okay? I just don't like dying. I really don't like submitting my will. I'd rather do it my way. I'd much rather get by with a 15-minute prayer meeting. I'd much rather get by with, you know, <laughs> eating three meals a day. <laughs> and everything's fine and everything's great. And we'll be honest with you. Here lately, and, and I'm asking God to help me, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Certain people or certain other areas and faiths, when they walk in that when they walk in that hardware store, it almost makes my stomach turn. It's a front, it's a put on. They don't have nothing, no soundness whatsoever. Now, if you don't think it hadn't happened, 
If you can, go, go pull up some of the other denominational churches' pictures of 30 and 40 years ago. And slide one of them of them today up beside you. And we're not exempt. We're not exempt from that. And especially if right ones can slip in here. Then slowly but surely, nobody like the devil knows how to camouflage in. He moves from there. He just kind of moves up a little bit. Never changing. Coming, coming with the idea and with the opinion. I'm going to change the church. I know I've been on this a lot lately. But I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can to change the apostolic church. To rob it of its doctrines. But without the doctrines, where are we going to stand? Pillars that hold us through the storms. There's still certain measurements that's got to be taken anytime you build a building. You still can't. They put fiber in cement. So they don't use as much steel and much as wire in it. But watch this. It, you still got to dig footers. There's no option there, baby. You got to dig some footers. And wherever you put walls a lot of time, the best thing to do is dig some footers. Because especially load-bearing walls, there better be something underneath that wall that can hold it. There's some doctrines that God put into us. And God called on us, amen, to abide by and love and respect. And it doesn't matter if we go to Babylon. You know what kept Daniel? Amen. And this is what I told them the other day. They purposed in their heart. And I said they was in Babylon and they still stood for that Jehovah God. They still stood for him when the pressure was on. They didn't bow and eat and drink their wine or their food. They didn't put on their garments. They didn't look and act like them. They didn't bow to their gods. I said, if that's what y'all going to have to do, you can't bow. And if we're going to be the church, we got to make up in our minds we're not either. We're not either. We're going to hold on to this thing. We're going to hold on to this truth. Amen. So, a healthy fear. When you go to 2 Samuel 23... These are the last words of David. To listen to what he tells. Now these are the last days of the words of David. David the son of Jesse said. And the man who was raised. Now watch this. The word of God gives us some insight about him. The man who was raised up on high. The anointed of the God of Jacob. The sweet psalmist of Israel said. What a beautiful description they gave of David. Give us an idea whose, whose fiction speak to us and, and the experiences he had and the, the, the journey that he was accomplishing and achieving. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me and his word was in my tongue. And the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling 
in the fear of God. Each and every one of us really needs an old-fashioned and a good, healthy fear of God. How many of you believe that the Bible says he's going to judge every idle word? How many of you believe that, that he records every conversation? How many of us believe and walk and live like he's in every conversation? That's a difference, isn't it? I'm going to go home from that one. If you go to Exodus, and time won't allow me because it's already 826. But Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses. And when you go to that 18th chapter, and I'd love to read more of it, but I won't. But when he got there, he, he, he saw what was going on, and he, he told Moses, he said, this is not good. You're going to wear yourself out and the people. It instructed him how to set up individuals and put them over, some over thousands and some over hundreds and tens and things of that nature. And for them to deal with certain situations and the smaller things and then the greater things would be brought to him and it would work much better. But listen to what Jethro told him in the 21st verse. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men. Such, now watch this. Able man, the first thing he says, such as fear God. Then he goes to men of truth. But you know, a good, healthy fear of God, everything else will come underneath that. It's kind of like seeking the kingdom of God first, and all the other things will be added. Good, healthy fear of God. <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll even start checking the things that try to come into our minds. I was praying about that today. And you know what the Holy Ghost prompted me? <laughs> he said, why don't you get the shield of faith up? Because it says it acquaints all those fiery darts. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, oh God, you help me. You help me get on the right helmet. You help me put on the old armor of God that we read about in Ephesians 6 chapter. I'm going to go one more place and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to bypass Exodus 23. I'd love to went to 23, 1 through 9, but I won't. 1 Kings 18 chapter. We can stand. I won't be lengthy here, and I'll let the rest go. First Kings, the 18th chapter. It's a time in Israel's life where Elijah had went unto them. And you know, he prayed the prayer, and the heavens have been closed now for some three and a half years. And now God had spoke to Elijah, and he sends him back to Ahab to tell him, a man, that he was fixing to let it rain. And when you go to this 18th chapter, you begin to read where a man's word of God it went to him. And in that third verse, Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. 
In parentheses, I want you to catch. Hardly anybody ever preaches about Obadiah from this. We preach about Ahab and we preach about Elijah. But we don't ever preach about Obadiah. But watch this. In parentheses, now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cane and fed them bread and water. That wouldn't be a big deal except for one thing. Amen. When Jezebel was cutting them off, when Jezebel, just a few scriptures on down, writes one letter and sends it to the man of God called Elijah. Elijah runs for his life. Elijah runs and finds a place and puts his servant in a distance all because of one, one Jezebel's letter. Amen. But here we got a man by the name of Obadiah. Amen. When she was out, amen, to cut off the prophets, he was willing because he feared God. If you go on down in the scriptures, and when he sent out and Elijah, and Elijah makes himself known to Obadiah Obadiah tells him this just shows you how much he trusted and relied in God he said to Elijah he said I'm not going to do it said the Lord the Spirit of the Lord will come and take you away he'll translate you somewhere where we won't be able to find you and finally the conversation got to the place that Elijah had to tell Obadiah Obadiah by the Spirit of God by the voice of God by Lord God Almighty I'm going to be here that was the only time Obadiah said then and again it, in the scriptures it says that Obadiah feared it. He tells Elijah, had you, did you not know that the, the Bible sits, watch it, and I didn't get to preach on this part, since my youth I feared the Lord. I didn't just start up three months ago. I didn't start just three and a half years ago, but since my youth I feared the Lord, and I was willing to take a chance. I had a hundred prophets and feed them water and bread, even though Jezebel was against it, and she could have took my life anytime. Young people, no older and all between, don't worry about what they're saying. Don't let them rattle you. Also, don't let them rattle you with this. You ain't got to do everything that preacher says. That preacher's preaching the word of God, we got to. That preacher's preaching the truth. That preacher's preaching out of love, trying to keep us out of snares and traps and heartaches and disappointments. Well, it won't happen. Well, we got two parents, two sets of parents that don't have two 16-year-old girls. Amen. Don't tell me it won't happen. It will happen. The only thing we got going for us is living for Jesus Christ. And the best thing we can do from our youth is start fearing God. I won't go there, but I was going to preach about Josiah. Eight years old, he became the reign, the king, a man over Judah at eight years old. But watch this. Eight years, the eighth year of his reign, at 16 years of age, hell you, he began to seek God. There's something about that sweet age called 16 that the pivot starts to swing who you're going to serve and who you're going to give your 
yourself to and who you're going to bow down and give your life to and give your mind to and your life to. And I know we've heard this lying, this lying voice out of hell. Just sow your wheat. You don't have to sow your wheat. Hallelujah. You can sow them, but you got to pay for them. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to sow those wheat. But from your youth, you can live for God. And let me tell you something, parents, we ought to be the ones leading the way. We ought to be the ones directing them. Josiah followed the footsteps of his father called David. Holy Ghost filled people, God fearing people, and good healthy fear. Our house should never be on a Wednesday evening. I can't believe we've got to go to church, man. Uh, and we're so busy and so occupied that we can never, ever make it for prayer meeting. Don't blame your kids, don't jump on your kids. I've had people tell me, well, I don't get emotional. You know, they won't worship. They won't dance. They won't shout. None of that. But when they told that kid for the fourth time to take that garbage out, did I tell you to take that garbage out of the But they're not emotional. Well, I'm rubbing some spirits tonight. That's all right. I'm not against you as a human being. I'm against the spirit that's trying to rob you of your inheritance. I'm against the spirit, amen, that's trying to drag you out of the devil's world. I'm against the spirit, and I want to tell you something. There's actually some apostolic Pentecostal churches that some people can run to. But I'm telling you, I want a hold of this gospel and this truth. That's the only thing that's going to get us out of here. No more time's up. Sixteen years old. He began to seek after God. And four years later, from sixteen to twenty, he began to pull down. The altars. He even left the comfort of the palace, made his way out through the country. Man, he pulled down the, the altars. And watch this images. I remember the preachers preaching about in the bedrooms, going to your bedrooms of your children, and all those 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 posters of different heroes, supposedly. You can't go into the bedrooms, but I tell you a place you can go. It's called that cell phone. Watch who they're following. Ah, oh, it won't matter. They're just friends. Any friend that tries to lead you away from truth and from God is an enemy. I don't have the time tonight, but I've got it in the scriptures. <laughs> With Jehoshaphat got in trouble. Because he joined up with Ahab. 
because, amen, his daughter and, and son had got to merit. And they, they affiliated together. And now he went into battle with him. And it almost cost him his life and kingdomship. You better watch who you buddy up with. You better watch who you friend up with. Even in that phone. I know I'm on it a lot tonight. But I'm telling you, the voice and the images that you can't get out of your mind. You can't get out of your heart. But when you look on it on that phone and the words that they got to say and the luring power and you start, amen, getting where you don't pray and you don't want to come to the house of God, you're losing the battle. What you got to do is shut all of that off. What you got to do is cut all of that off. What you got to do is make up in your mind at 16 years old. I'm not going to become a harlot. I'm not going to become, amen, a full of the world, the things of the world. But I'm going to present myself unto a living God and a saving God. I'm going to give myself to the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give myself to prayer. I'm going to give myself to loving and worshiping God. I'm going to tell you something. There was, there was the presence of God here Sunday night. There was, there was such a presence, an opportunity for us. Let's don't miss them. Let's don't miss them. I know it may have rubbed some wrong there even when I gave that little demonstration of worship. I'm telling you, I wouldn't let it slip by. I just wouldn't do it. I don't have time. Maybe I'll come back next Wednesday. But you can go to the seventh chapter of Ecclesiastes. And he writes there about God and Jehovah God and life and all it has to offer. But the end of it is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the answer to all of it. Because when you've got a good, healthy fear of God, you put a bridle on this and a watchman. It'll go further than that. You start watching what comes into that mind and that heart. You watch, amen, every step you make. Why? Because I'm out to please God. It's not a man thing. You can call us sissies. You can call us fogies. You can call us squareheads. You can call us out of beat and out of time. Don't make me any difference whatsoever. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what. There's going to be a group of people that's going to hold on to this thing. And God's going to give them revival. And there's going to be some folks out there. Amen. Because here's what's happening. You watch this. Amen. They got one after another becoming so sick and sickness among even among us. But as the miracles and wonders begin to happen, I'm telling you, it's going to draw them. They didn't follow Jesus. Amen. Just for the fishes and loaves. But when they heard about them, amen, the miracles taking place. And they was watching those babies being set free. Amen. They would bring them. Amen. From Judea and from the villages and every other place. Amen. To bring them. That even he, that he might just brush by. That he might just touch them. That he might give them a visitation. Hey, I'm telling you, Oh, glory gets into this house. You won't be able to keep them out of there. You are, you'll have to come early to get your parking place. You get old glory and the fear of good health, the fear of God in this house. Amen. I'm telling you, God set the stage. He's putting this nation, he's putting this squirrel in a position, amen, for a revival. But it's going to be for those that are strong. It's going to be those that's got a healthy fear of God. It's going to be those that's got made up minds and hearts and spirit. I'm telling you, I have to live for God. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to give myself to His election, to His calling, the powers of His grace and mercy. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. I'd love to have an altar call, but time.
Praise God. We may work on this sometime, but let's don't forget you're invited to Samantha's and uh, Buddy Goff's wedding. It's October 22nd, which is this coming Saturday at 4 o'clock at the Riverside Full Gospel Church. Love for you to come be a part of that. Celebrate with them. So let's pray for them that that all goes well. Uh, we love you tonight, church. Love this truth. Man, this truth is what sets us free. And uh, we're in trouble without it. The devil's doing everything he can to rob and steal and take it from us. But you know what? God. God's moving, folks. Huh. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm asking God First of all, help us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And the second thing, to recognize the chastening hand of God. I want him to chastise me. I want to be corrected. I want to make it. I want to make it. Love you. Appreciate you. So let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. And pray for one another. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, a good, healthy fear of God. Church, understand something. All said and done, you really don't have a whole lot to worry about except pleasing God. And he's promised to keep you, provide for you, and whatever. That don't mean that we're going to go painless now. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have battles and struggles and things. But he's going to see us through. He's going to see us through. Don't let the fear of this world dominate and control you. If you're going to fear something, let's have a good, healthy fear of God and his word. And what he thinks about us. Not your pastor. Not your mom and dad. Not your buddies. But God. God, what's my condition of my heart? my spirit according to you because that's what's going to matter love you appreciate you god bless you let you go into fear of the lord